It is wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today. What a great opportunity we have to come closer to God as we gather together in this program each day and study from His Word. Boy, all of the rich truths and teachings, all of the instruction, the encouragement, the promises, the hope that is there for us in God's Word. Now, there's also some correction and discipline and even some chastisement. But we should not look at those as negatives because even those are there for us to help us live the right life, the best life that man can live, and the life with the greatest promise of the most wonderful hope, and that is living with God forever in heaven. We're so thankful you've tuned in. We hope that you'll continue to do so on a regular basis. And we hope and we pray diligently for you that as you study with us each day, that you're coming closer and closer to God. And we pray that you'll ultimately make the right decision as to how you're going to follow God, his way or your way. We pray it will be his way. It's good to be with you today, brother, Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary, it's good to be with you also, and it's good to be with our listening audience for those of you who have been listening to us on a regular basis, I know that you have realized that our approach to Bible study is instructive because that's the way God writes the Bible to us. It is for instruction in righteousness that the man and woman of God might be thoroughly prepared for every good work. That means that we actually do the things that God says and per his instructions, we work out our salvation and we are glad that you are continuing to study with us and hope that you are taking this as instruction that you might draw nearer to God. It's also good to be on the radio with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you Duane and Gary. I am certainly very blessed to be with you both today on the program. Enjoy this time immensely as we open up God's Word together and share the truths in it with those listening to the program and we certainly are, as we've said, very happy that you've joined us here on Search the Scriptures today. We do hope that you listen on a regular basis because that's the way we come closer to God. That's the way we are more able to accurately handle His Word is by getting into it, by studying it, by making those applications in our lives, getting to the point where we can discern good from evil, allowing us to be more completely and thoroughly equipped for every good work. We hope that all of you are coming to realize that and are coming to see the fruits of that in your own lives. Thank you for being with us. We certainly are thankful that all of those are listening and those who tune in on a regular basis are there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's an encouragement to us, knowing that you're there and listening and wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate hearing from so many of you. We pray that that will continue. You know, we remind our listeners every day on the program that you can always receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. That's right. Or any of the programs on Search the Scriptures. It's always free. We take care of the postage. Mm -hmm. We just want to get the word out. And if that can help you, we'd be glad to do that. All you have to do is contact us and ask it, ask for it, and we'll give you the information how to do that at the end of the program today. Now, fellows, we're going to draw this particular study to a close. We've been studying about good news. 
Now, we've been looking at good news from a little different perspective, perhaps, than people normally would think that that title would, uh, would, would indicate, you know, the gospel is the good news. That's what the word gospel means. Mm-hmm. But we, we're looking at it more from a, uh, the perspective of how people live their lives and how they need to focus in their life. We began by looking at the first chapter of Ecclesiastes and reading where Solomon in that particular text was talking about how life, if you're only living it from a physical perspective, life's a bummer. Yeah. Yes. You don't get a lot of encouragement in the beginning of Ecclesiastes, do you? You really don't. If you don't understand that he's writing with an ultimate conclusion that turns it all around and says, yeah, chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, here's what it's about. Right. This is man's all. Fear God and keep his commandments. Right. Now, that's what it's all about. So he lays it out from the physical perspective, and he says, if that's where you're living, if that's where your focus is, you're only thinking about life from things and physical life and being, he says it is a bummer. In fact, he says it's vanity. Right. I've heard uh, one person put it this way, uh, Dennis and Gary, concerning life from a human perspective only, which leads to vanity. He said, you know, quoting that old famous uh, saying, life is a bowl of cherries. Well, he says life is not a bowl of cherries, it's the pits. And (laughs) this is the idea from a completely human perspective. Life can let us down. Yes. Life can hurt us, or at least we can find it even unlivable. Mm -hmm. But in living with God, we rise above all of that. We endure life's difficulties. But not only that, we receive eternal life in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I remember talking to a fellow many, many years ago. And I said, well, how's it going? Or how you doing? And he said, life's a rat race and the rats are winning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're only living life from a physical perspective, let me tell you, the rats always win. (laughs) But if you can get it around and come to that good news that Solomon laid out in the close of Ecclesiastes, and you realize it's not about the physical world. It's about heaven. Mm-hmm. It's about living with God. Then that's good news, and life becomes productive, mm-hmm. and you win. Yes. You win. Now, we talked about how so many people lose their perspective, and they become all focused on money, materialism, physical pleasures, social prestige, all those kinds of things. And we looked at the various scriptures or a number of various scriptures that, that are laid out for us there in the Bible that, that warn against losing our focus mm-hmm. in those directions. That's right. That that's not where happiness is. Mm-hmm. That's not where real meaning and fulfillment is in life. But it is, as Solomon said, live for God. Yes. Don't build up treasures here primarily if you think that's what's going to give you security. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm -hmm. 
Moth is never going to mess anything up there. Rust is not going to corrode anything. And he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's right. And Dwayne, you've tried to emphasize through this study that we're talking about not just putting in appearances at church services. Right. We're talking about living a lifestyle of godliness. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lifestyle that is focused on God. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, we used as an illustration, how those old sailing ships used to be able to travel around the world in spite of winds that you would seem to understand to be against them. But it was the set of the sail that would capture the wind and push them in the right direction. And we made the point that it is how people set their sails in life that will determine whether their life will ultimately be a blessing for them or whether the rats will win. Right. And if they'll set their sails toward heaven, toward God, they'll win. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we close looking at this particular reading yesterday. Verses 6 through 8. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. The focus again, right? Absolutely. The focus. Mm-hmm. Now, we made the point that Jesus gave essentially the same lesson yes. at the end of Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. He'd been talking about the necessities of life. And he concludes that by saying, seek God and his righteousness first, mm-hmm. and all these things shall be added to you. That's mm-hmm. right. God knows how to take care of his people. If we try to do it all by ourselves, our life is doomed to failure. Yes. But if we put God in first place, then we'll be successful in life. Absolutely. Because we'll be with him for eternity. That's right. Now, let's get the focus right again. Dwayne, how about reading Luke 12 and verse 15? And he said to them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Beware of covetousness. What other word can we use to get across that idea of covetousness? Beware of uh, wantonness. um, Greed. Greed, yes. Yeah, wantonness, greed. Got to be careful that we don't let that consume us. And then what he, the point he makes there at the end of that verse is a man's life, that man is used generically there, a person's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. He said that's not what life's all about. That's not what gives your life value, meaning, fulfillment. Now, That's physical, that's material, Mm -hmm. that's of this world. Mm -hmm. We are created in God's image. 
We are spiritual beings. And ultimately, our lives should not be primarily of this world. We should be pointing toward heaven. You know, some years back, there was a bumper sticker that became pretty popular that I think helps make a point in this particular study, Gary. And uh, the bumper sticker said something to this effect. It may not be the exact wording, but it's very close. It was, whoever dies with the most toys wins. And of course, that illustrates the worldly mindset. Those who are focused on strictly the physical or the material being. And that's not what we're talking about. It's not the conclusion that Solomon came to. Uh, Paul made a very good point in the third chapter of Colossians in this regard in trying to help his readers get their focus right. In verses 1 and 2, he said, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. And again, Paul is trying to help his readers and us get our focus in the right area. Setting your mind. Mm -hmm. It is a mindset. It really is. Yes. And it needs to be a mindset for life. Yes, it does. Yeah. Set your mind on things above. You know, Paul also talked about how whatever we might feel like we have to give up in this world to live godly lives, he says it doesn't begin to compare mm-hmm. with what's waiting for us in heaven. Right. No comparison. Yes, that's right. Some people think, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to live that life. Man, can't do anything. Can't have any fun. Mm. Boy, that's a mistaken impression. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and you're right, Gary. Paul put that so well. And I, I think the passage you're alluding to is in Philippians 3. In verse 7, he's kind of coming back and speaking in contrast to what he was just speaking about. And he was talking, in essence, about his pedigree. You know, all the things he could boast about from a worldly or physical perspective. And in verse 7 he said, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. And he went on in verse 8, Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Yeah. How remarkable. Oh, yeah. He got it right. He sure did. That's the good news. Yes. This life is not what what it's all about. No. No. It's about eternity. It's about heaven. Mm -hmm. It's about being with God and Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Yes. Not here. This world is full of sorrow and heartache and all kinds of difficulties, pain and suffering, tears. When we move into the book of Revelation, we're told that in heaven, God will wipe away all tears. That's right. 
There'll be no more sickness or dying. Mm -hmm. No more pain. Totally different from the existence we're accustomed to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I'm reminded of that little girl who I knew her family much better than I knew her. But many, many years ago, she was about eight years old, I believe. She had leukemia. And it was progressive. And she died. Mm-hmm. Very, not, not very long after you know this particular instance took place. She was in Bible class one Sunday morning, I believe, and the teacher was teaching about heaven. And so you can imagine the little minds there, how they would you know, try to be making the applications to the lesson. And the teacher said, started going around the room, I guess, what do you think heaven will be like? Mm-hmm. I don't know what all the other little children answered. When she got to this little girl, she said, no more pain. Hmm. See, she could relate to that. Yes. Well, how many people ought to be able to relate to that? Because they're suffering pain, Mm -hmm. physical, emotional, relational. Mm -hmm. No more pain in heaven. Yes. This world is not what it's about. Hmm. It's about eternity. The contentment with what we need in this life not getting all caught up and focused on just getting more and more, but focused on getting to heaven. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Contentment again. Just as Paul put back there earlier, you know, in in 1 Timothy chapter 6, contentment with what we need, not all bothered about what we don't have, right? but content because we know who we are and where we're going. Mm -hmm. Boy, how wonderful. It ought to be for a person to know that they're going to heaven. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11, John says, I write these things to those who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. Verse 13, I believe. Verse 13. Yes. What could compare to that? Nothing in this world. Nothing. Nothing. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4 and read verses 11 and 12. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul says, I know how to be up. Mm-hmm. I know how to live when things are going great. Mm-hmm. And you got the tiger by the tail. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know how to be down. Mm-hmm. I know how to live when things are not going so well. Right. And now, his ultimate conclusion? In verse 13, 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the key. Mm -hmm. But now we've got to be in Christ to be able to do all things through Christ. Exactly. Yes. If we're not in Christ, we don't have that blessing. No. Mm -hmm. We certainly don't. Dwayne, do you have 2 Timothy chapter 4? 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but, all, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Now, it's significant for us to understand the setting Paul was in when he wrote that particular passage of Scripture. Right. He was in jail, mm -hmm. and from the tone of that particular letter, 2 Timothy, he seems to expect not only that he's not going to get out of jail, but that he's going to be executed. Yes. That's right. And he still says, I have fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, the ultimate victory, mm -hmm. salvation. Mm -hmm. And he says further, and it's not just for me, mm -hmm. it's for anybody who lives a faithful life. That's before right. God. And he spoke of it as a promise from the righteous judge. Yes. Mm -hmm. The ultimate good news. You can see absolute, total success if you walk faithfully with God. You don't have to look to your riches, your possessions for meaning. If you don't have any, you feel forlorn. Now, the riches of eternal salvation awaits you. You don't have to worry about food and shelter and good health because in heaven God will wipe away every tear. Jesus has gone to prepare a home for you, we read in John chapter 14. And just think, if you live this life pointed toward heaven properly, one day you'll walk on golden streets with God in Christ. Ah. That's the good news. Amen. There is hope. The best awaits you in heaven. Contact us today and ask for that free Bible study and find out how you can be assured of that promise of eternal life in heaven. Contact us right now.